This is Amir Yaimi Gemara Brachais Daf Chav Dalid Amir Aleph. We pick it up on the bottom of Chav Gimel Amir Beis. Ba'iminei Rav Yosef Bered Rav Nachunyam Rav Yehuda. We're about seven lines in the bottom. The first one line is Azminei Loi. So Rav Yosef asks from Bered Rav Nachunyam Rav Yehuda, Ma'u she'iniach Adam etfilin daches me'er sheisaf. Continuing the discussion of according to tefillin, the appropriate honor, asks Rabbi Yosef, are you allowed to place tefillin under your head when you go to sleep? says the Gemara, to put the tefillin underneath your feet, that's for sure not a kasha. Why? Because that's acting with them in an appropriate manner, so of course you cannot do that. What about putting it underneath your head? Amr Leis, Rav Yehuda Rav Nachaniah answers, Hachi Amr Shmuel. Excuse me, Rav Yehuda answers too, Rav Yehuda Rav Nachaniah, Hachi Amr Shmuel. Mother, you're allowed to put it underneath your head. Afilu ishtai imai. Even if your wife is together with you in bed. So meisvei. Frag the Gemara one second. We learned in Abraisa. Leini chadam tefillin tachas merigulais. If you can't put tefillin under your feet. Why? Where could you yes put your tefillin? Menicha tachas merigulais under your head. If him I see ishtai my aser. But if wife is with you, it's aser. And you just said it's mutter. But continues the Abraisa. If there was a place. From that was coming out of the bed near the head, three tvachim higher, or lower, then motor, then it's allowed. So, to yafta the shmol, to yafta. Shmol just said it's motor under your head, even ishta imai, but it's an explicit brisa that says otherwise. Amarava comes like Rav and he explains, even though the brisa is indeed a kash and Shmuel helps like Kavase, we still skin like Shmuel that Lamaisa, you're yes allowed to put your tefillin under your head, even when your wife is there. My time. Oh, what is the reason as we turn over to today's Amid? Chavdalit Amid Aleph says, because if you're putting it under your head to protect your tefillin, that, that is better than even though there might be a Bizayoin. As the Tab Rashi reminds us what we learned in the previous Amid, that why are you putting your tefillin under your head? Because you're a worry, you're concerned about mice, you're concerned about ganavim. So it's better to protect your tefillin from that, even though it might be an element of bizayin. Lahalacha, we rather that over the bizayin. So continues the Gemara and says, okay, but we're precisely top line. Do you put your tefillin under your head? I'm Rav Yirmiya being between the mattress and the pillow. Shalai kenegedosh, not directly under your head. The pillow's a little bit larger, so it can be under your pillow, not directly under your head. Ask Gemara about Tani Rav Chaim and Yechbe Kaiva Tachzim Rishayisav. But Rav Chaim taught in a brace. He had to put it in a kaiva hat, a pouch under your head. It sounds like it's right under your head. Says Gemara, no. The Mavli the Morshon to Kaiva Lavar. It means you draw it a, a little bit away, the bulge away from your head. Meaning it could be under your head, but the tefillin are not directly. Under your head, says the Gemara. Another sheet. Bar Kapara suddenly be cooler. Rav Kapara, Bar Kapara would wrap up the tefillin in his kilsa in the curtain around his bed. Umapik l'mershoyin levad, and then he would draw the actual tefillin away from the bed. So again, it's not directly underneath him. Rav Shisha braid Rav Idi Manachle Ashar Shafei. You put it on a stool. Upar his sudar and you put a sudar. You put a scarf. 
on top of them. And the Rishayim here explained that it's already in a bag. And then number two is he put a tzoder on top of it. And that's going to be our double covering, which is necessary. There were times this by Rav of Amrli, and he said, Zilla, Aizeli, Tvilin, go and bring me my Tvilin. And where did I find the Tvilin? I found the Tvilin, and Rav was under the pillow, not exactly where he placed his head. I knew that it was a day of Tvila. I knew that he was with his wife the previous night, and yet I found the Tvilin underneath his pillow. And the reason Rav told me, to go get the tefillin was to teach me this halacha, the halacha lemaisa, that you're allowed to have the tefillin underneath your pillow even when one's wife is with them. Continues the Gemara. Let's continue in a very similar situation, husband and wife in bed together with regarding the dinim of Shema. We're six lines from the wide lines. First one line is Nechunya. He asked, as two people are sleeping in one bed, they're both undressed. Can each one turn away from each other and recite Shema? This is where Shmuel said, even you telling me that it's only allowed if his wife is there and it's poshit if another person is there, another man. If his wife is there, it's not to say Shema. But if he could only recite the Shema back to back if it's one's wife and not if it is another man. Ask the Gemara in the first white line. Says the Bryce of two people sleeping in one bed again undressed. But now we have Tanya Chrit. We have another Brisa. Hayash in Bemita's home sleeping in a bed of Banav of Bnei His children, other people of the household, are with him in bed. If any, if their bodies are touching again, undressed, he's not allowed to say Shema unless there is some sort of talus, some sort of garment blanket between them. Then it's going to be mutter. So says the Marbish, I'm the Rav Yosef like Kasha. According to Rav Yosef, there's no Kasha. Why? Because Rav Yosef said there's a difference between one's wife, where it is a mother. Other people, it is usher. So that's how we're going to explain the Bryce. The first Bryce says, is his wife. The second Bryce that said, you need to have a talus separating you, is going to be other people. El But according to Shmuel, it seemingly there was no difference between his wife and someone else. Kasha. Really, is it simple? For the Bryce said, Over there it said, and Now his wife is one of the B'nai Beisai. And yet, even though it says B'nai Beisai, which includes his wife, it says there has to be a towel separating them. So how is Rav Yosef going to answer? He said his wife is mother. Rather, what are you going to have to answer? That their wife is a machlegis tanayim. So says Shemuel, I will as well respond to you to machlegis tanayim. It's true that this price disagrees with what I hold, but it is a machlegis tanayim. 
Amar Mar, we're at the two dots, about eight lines into the white lines. First one line is Ladidi. Asks the Gemara. Now we go a little bit deeper. So we said each one's facing away from each other, undressed, bodies touching. Say Shema. Ask the Gemara. What about their backsides, which are touching each other? Misayele the Ravuna. These are right. Ravuna, dem Ravuna. Agavois ain by Misham Erva. The backside of a person, one's behind, does not have a din of an erva. Therefore, even though they are touching one to another, it is mutter to say shema in such a scenario. Scenario says Gemara lemesayele Ravuna. Let's bring another right Ravuna. A woman is sitting undressed on the ground, and she is excuse me. Aisha, There it is. Woman is sitting and separating chala undressed. She's allowed to say the bracha even though she's wearing no clothing. Why? Because she could cover her face, not referring to her face, but her lower face, her private areas, in the ground. But not a man. A woman can make a bracha. But not a man. Why? Because the makam erva of an isha is downward, and therefore it's going to be covered by the ground. But a man not. But what do we see? Clearly her backside, of course, is not going to be covered by the ground. And yet she's allowed to say, make a bracha. Sarayit ravuna, that one's like a voice, one's backside is not of a din of an erva. No right, because he's talking about that it's like a sand type of ground, that everything is sunk into the ground, therefore nothing is revealed, and that is the reason why you're allowed to make a bracha. Amar Mar, we're about, I don't know, 25 lines from the bottom. First one is Yitzchak, the two dots, continuing quoting the previous verse. To what age is in Mutter if they are all undressed in the bed to say Shema? A girl's three in a day. A boy is nine in a day. Some say eleven in a day. Twelve in a day. Both of them, a girl who's 11, a boy is 12. Until the breasts are developed and this hair grown, meaning if they are reach a stage of maturity earlier than 11 or 12, then they will have a din of a, not a katana anymore, and therefore they will not be allowed to say Shema in such a scenario. Excuse me. It's only that uh, I said a lechumra. I said a lechumra. It's a kula. The Gemara is saying explains Rashi. It's only if you have the simanim, if you have the shadayim, the chayinu v'sayir after reaching eleven by a girl or twelve by a boy. Amar Rav Kanal Rav Ashi Hasam Amar Rava. When going back to putting her tefillin under the pillows, where Rava said, "Avagavde Yufta the Shmuel looks like Avazei the Shmuel." Hachamai. What about in our case regarding people saying Shema in a bed that Shmuel as well was allowing one to say Shema even undressed together with his wife? What's your cash? Is everything one weave? Is everything one did? Then in this case, says the Gemara, we don't bask in like Shmuel. What is the story? What is the story? Can one say Shema via his hair coming out of his garment? We're talking about hair, the Makimar Vashti Cyrus. Ours one allowed is a man allowed to see Shema via Cyrus coming out of his clothing. 
Says the Gemara, Kari Alei, Seyar, Seyar. It's air. Who cares? It's coming out of his clothing. His air is covered. And therefore, he's allowed to say Shema. Omar Rav Yitzchak, we're just going to start. We're about 12 lines to the bottom of the two dots. Omar Rav Yitzchak, Tefach Lisha Erva. A tefach of exposed skin of a woman has a din of an erva. It's referring to any part of the body that's normally supposed to be covered. And therefore, it's a din of an erva. Says Gemara Lamai, to what Allah are you referring to? If you're going to tell me about gazing, looking at such a part of a woman, why did the Pasik list jewelry of the outside together with jewelry of the inside? Even if look at the little finger of a woman who's not your wife, if you looked at her, so to gaze at a woman, any part is aser. Rather, what does Rav Yitzchak mean that a tefach of an isha is an erva? It's according to his own wife, Ule Krishma. And so it's referring to the din of Krishma. Amrav Chesta, Shaykh Bisha Erva, the thigh of a woman is an erva. Shanamar, Kelly Shaykh Evrina Haris, expose the thigh and cross the river. Uksev in the Pasuk continues, Tigal Erva Seich, Vaganti Rech, Herpa Seich, your nakedness will be exposed, your embarrassment will be seen. Amr Shmuel, Kol Bisha Erva, Shanamar, Kikolech Arev, Umarech Nave, Amrav Shesha, Seyar Bisha Erva, Shanamar, Seyarech Kedar Izim. As the Pasuk says, your hair is like a flock of goats. We'll stop over here and we'll continue with Rav Hanina the next year of Siyata Vishmaya.